All-Stars of Anti-Hero Showman for April 12, 2023. How's it going? How goes it? Well, by the time you hear this, I'm already in Jamaica, somewhere in Montego Bay, enjoying a wedding of our friend. Uh, so this is gonna be this is gonna be a long put-off episode for a while. But I hope you had a great Easter. You know, you think about Jesus, God, you know, Happy Ramadan, all that stuff. I'm not religious, so I don't know anything. I just remember that the last week was a Passover, and they would just go, "What's a Passover?" You know, and stuff like that. Like Good Friday happened, or Passover, the God, I guess, the Jesus died, and then he came back to resurrection in a little bit. So you know, but whatever. Hey, what happened happened, right? Like I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over Jesus. Are you over Jesus? You know, for the name of the religion. Uh, anyways, yeah, I know I'm the heathen at this point, so I'm going to hell. But, well, main thing I wanted to talk about today was, uh, I've been watching a lot of the Taylor Sheridan show lately, uh, whether it be the Yellowstone, uh, the movie Sicario, was it the Wind River that he did? You know, I didn't see other movies. And I just remember Taylor Sheridan from the Saints of Anarchy as, the you know, Captain America, uh, the cop, the crooked cop, or the straight cop, whatever. But he ended up being an incredibly prolific screenwriter and a producer create you know starting with the yellowstone and then you had the two prequels of the 1883 and 1923 which i haven't like really watched because i was like just getting busy caught up in things uh but i did watch tulsa king with sylvester stallone and i started on the uh, mayor of kingstown uh which is based out of a fictional city in michigan featuring jeremy renner and he had, they listed it out in the Variety website. So they have Yellowstone and then the Yellowstone, the Dutton verse, they call it. Named after John Dutton, the main character played by Kevin Costner. 1883, that features, uh, who is it? Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, which has, it's the ultimate origin story of the Yellowstone Ranch. In 1932, that features Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, uh, you know, which covers the Dutton family during the Great Depression and the Prohibition period. And there's a 6666, 6666, yes, four sixes, which is the uh, supposed famous Texas Cattle Ranch. It's going to be a spinoff series for Yellowstone. Now, if you're a Yellowstone fan, you've been hearing a lot lately that Kevin Costner is like no showing, and we're in the middle of season five where we need to do the second season of season five, uh, but uh, Kevin Costner wants more money, <laughs> and I say rightfully so. And then uh, either non-Dutton versus Landman. I don't know what the fuck this is. Billy Bob Thornton show. I have no idea. Western West Texas oil rigs. Bass Reeves. I have no idea. Tulsa King I watch. Lioness. What the fuck is this? Uh, okay, this is uh, featuring an anti-hero of a lady. Mayor of Kingstown we just talked about. So all of them, you know. Uh, and then there was also an article that... Uh, the Vulture wrote about Taylor Sheridan has two tips for to becoming an Oscar-nominated screenwriter. This is from 2017, and I think I cracked his formula as to why it's popular, and also, you know, it, it's an incredibly compelling series that he put together. You know, uh, and then I have one simple answer, which is I think he took the ins- a lot of the, you know writing and plot points, yada yada yada, which we'll get into. I think it it starts with the main star of his show, and then I think he took the inspiration from wrestling with the WCW. Every show that Taylor Sheridan has, the TV show, I'm gonna limit it there, has a has a <laughs> incredibly high profile name actor playing a incredibly flawed anti hero character. 
that it is completely counterintuitive from what we're used to seeing these people playing the characters off. Which I say this is a Hulk Ho- Hollywood Hulk Hogan syndrome that Taylor Sheridan has instituted in all these shows that makes this show a fascinating watch. That said, I don't think the plot and rest of it are really spectacular or the turns and the winds of the plots and everything are particularly compelling for me to go, wow, that is the best written show ever. Um, I think he also writes the plots to these incredibly high-profile you know, character actors to play these non-traditional roles that these actors have played, made it already, made it already attractive for you to you know, get into your seat and watch the television. Uh, but you know, some of the plot points, I just go like, it's just good enough to make you go along. And are the, for example, the dialogues that they have in these shows are like particularly unique or special, say compared to Justified, uh, Elmore Leonard, writing which is incredibly like back and forth and like really like conversational so there's a lot of jabbing lines there like the that are good sex and the city i talked about this like the first two seasons i think had the most incredible you know verbal jab left them you know back and forth between the women on that show but i you know they don't have that from you know watching yellowstone or 1883 or even tulsa king or any of that it really doesn't but you, you still get sucked into watching it because it's just a compelling television to see how it progresses. And then I think the Vulture article, I'm going to share the link where uh, it's just, it captures what I started noticing and then he kind of confirms it. So one, the question the Vulture asked was that the structures of your screenplays are complicated, but the plots are simple. Is the latter meant to counterbalance the former? And his answer was, plot is not my gift. I'm fascinated with complex characters, and that doesn't mix well with complex plots. And by the way, when the plot is simple, you can move one piece around and make it feel fresh. Uh, His movie Hell or High Water is a great example. I don't know, I don't tell you why the brothers are robbing the bank by by my not telling you the audience feels conflicted. You root for the brothers in spite of what they're doing rather than because of it. I also like to play with the way the information about the plot is revealed. In Wind River, another one of his movies, I reveal the quote, misrail quote, to the, uh, to the audience in a flashback. And for that brief moment, I let the audience be smarter than everyone in the film, which you are never supposed to do. There are really two ways to mess with the audience's expectation about what's going to happen. Visually, which is expensive, and structurally, which is free. I choose free. I find this incredibly a fascinating revelation of how he writes his plots. Because it's like, you know, yeah, the plot points are simple. They're like, if you look at Yellowstone, I talked about this a few episodes ago. Uh, when I said it's Yellowstone or Red, Red Dead Redemption 3, that kind of thing. It's not that special. Because it's like watching the TV show Dallas from the 70s and 80s. And you kind of root for it. Because... Uh, his characters are complex, and I think there's twofold to this. Number one, you got, if you look at the, the casted actors, Kevin Costner, Jeremy Renner in The Mayor's King's Town, uh, Sylvester Stallone in Tulsa King, and then uh, Tim McGraw, like Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren. You just look at those big names and go, what first comes to your mind when you hear these names? 
It's a hero. They play the good people, the good guys and the good girls. You know? And all of a sudden, you put them into this, like, very ambiguous... Uh, to be frank, they're villains in my view. You know, Kevin Costner as John Dutton is not a rootable character. But, you know, I guess Taylor puts it here as, like, they're complex. Uh, Tim McGraw, the great-great-grandfather of John Dutton's, Kevin Costner's character... It's complex, you know, going through the wild, wild west in the, in the 19th century. Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. He came out of prison, you know, after 25 years serving a sentence, you know, keeping his mouth shut. Part of a mafia. And, like, same for Jeremy Renner. Fucking Hawkeye is playing a corrupt, you know, influential power broker in a fictional city in Michigan of Kingstown. I just go like the matter that that just like started that way in the wrestling term. I they're essentially playing a heel, a bad person, in, in a moral compass of things. It's already like what the fuck. I think that captures the attention and then go oh it's complex, but like is it really complex? When Hulk Hogan, despite his racism and everything that we found out about the last ten years, was a traditional babyface or the good person, the good character. You know, eat your vitamins, brother, and then like. Uh, you know, all these things that he did in the 80s and early 90s to establish himself as that marketable, traditional uh, archetype of a hero in every single story. He scooped Andre the Giant. You know, he beat, you know, whoever and whoever. All, you know, King Kong, Bundy. And all these people. You know, the cartoonish characters. Then all of a sudden, come 1996, uh, when he moved to another company called WCW uh, with Turner, they decided to go in a different direction. I was like, you know what? He played a good character long enough, the good guy, and then he finally said, I'm fed up with it, and decided to be go with the NWO, the New World Order, with Scott Hall, rest in peace, with Kevin Nash, and said, hey, we're going to establish these three new bad guys that's invading the WCW. Uh, and he became a Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And he started wearing black, but he became so popular. It became such a compelling television the plots were simple in this case, too. And I think Taylor Sheridan really took that formula. And I don't know how many p- people see this parallel of it, but all the characters that are being played, whether it's John Dutton's character, you know, Jeremy Renner's and Tulsa King, all those, they're like despicable human beings if you look at it objectively, you know? Gangsters, corrupt politicians, or the power brokers that enables ba- you know, corrupt politicians. Etc. Etc. But you root for them in the beginning, cause so it's a, cause you know you're just seeing that their perspective without explaining how they ended up there. And in Hulk Hogan's case, he kind of explained it, but I just go like people started rooting for that antihero, and he became the epitome of it. And you're gonna, the only you know, question you would run into is like, okay, what's the end game here? Because these complex characters especially in my view, are severe anti-heroes, should really pay for their, you know, bad wrongdoings, despite, you know, all the overcoming their adversity, which sometimes is against more, like, bigger foes or, like, morally more corrupt people. And then you're rooting for less of the morally corrupt. But I just go, all right, you just root for this motherfucker. But, like, I, I really think that that hook of getting Sylvester Stallone to play a gangster, getting Jeremy Renner to not be a fucking Avenger, getting 
Kevin Costner not to be this like some race hero that he he played as a good person of, whether it's in the bodyguard or the what is that the 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 the, the, the fucking what was it the hidden the hidden figures movie with NASA. And I just go like, and then this guy all of a sudden is like a fucking hero, but in his own fucked up logic in a fucked up world. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's compelling because like you never saw these, you know, actors in these lights. But I also kind of see the expiration date on these, which is evidenced by Yellowstone. I just go, when are what? What the fuck is the payoff of Yellowstone? Right? I think that's what they're running into. I understand that they extended this. Five seasons at this point, and now Kevin Costner is like just like staying in there. Is like, well, pay me the fucking money. Also, as an executive producer, hey, Hulk Hogan did the same shit when he was a Hollywood Hogan. I was like, brother, like I, 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 I can't, I can't get down for that. And then I'm sure Kevin Costner is in that Hollywood Hogan position. Is like, dude, I make this show. You know, people want to. You know, I, I'm center. It's like I'm center of the. I'm the center of the universe. So either I get my comeuppance or. You know, I will upend whoever wants to come up, you know, yada, yada, you get the idea. So a lot of them are getting this Hollywood Hulk Hogan syndrome. <laughs> I think Yellowstone is an example of that. And to me, it's hilarious watching the Yellowstone pretty closely the last six months. It's like, oh, my God, this is a fucking WCW because what is going to be the payoff? And they're talking about, you know, expanding this universe and trying to get Matthew McConaughey to join the cast. But like, what the fuck is he going to play? It's already pretty stacked, and I'm like, I don't see the fucking consequences of it. See, if you follow Yellowstone, spoiler alert, uh, maybe I talked about this in the past episode too. He's a, he started as a ran- the largest land ranch owner in basically America, in Montana, because it was handed down over generations, five, six, seven generations or some shit. And he's trying to protect this. And this awfully simplistic, you know, shoot a gun, get it over with, but he's also somehow a liberal and a savior to a point that, like, it's an, like, awfully inclusive ranch that this place has in Yellowstone that is, like, you know, non-white people and a vegan, you know, in season five, and I go, what the fuck? And then he becomes, ends up becoming the governor of Montana and basically just, like, getting inspired by Donald Trump. He's like, oh, fuck the process and fuck the bureaucracy and then, like, doing whatever the fuck he wants. And the plot is simple, and I'm like, Dude, but like, what is a payoff of this? Is is the son Dutton gonna be, you know, uh, you know, pin the dad over here? You know, one, two, three, victory? Or like, is the dad gonna pin the son one more time? One, two, three, and then like, get over with. It's just that like, it's in that like, really murky place at the moment. They're trying to just like, drag the plot out, plot out a little bit. And in the meantime, it's like Kevin Costner is like, oh, this shit's making money. Pay me money, brother. You know, he's pulling the Hollywood Hulk Hogan card without the racism. Um, but like, hey, I, I don't knock the man for asking for money because, you know, the star is clearly bigger than the franchise itself. But I just go like, hey, I think that's the, the initial hook and then like making you watch as to what the fuck. Because the entire time that I watched the Yellowstone or any of those, my reaction generally is, what the fuck? What the fuck? Sylvester Stallone is like ever so strong that like he doesn't get damaged in Tulsa King. Except for a very little mo- brief moment the later in the season one where he's like, dude, I'm 75. And I didn't realize that Sly was fucking 75 until I looked up watching the show. I was like, he's 75? He looks so fucking good. I know he had HGH and shit. 
my God, that, that guy was working with Hollywood Hogan in the rock, one of the fucking Rocky movies, right? But the fact that I'm fascinated just watching Sly in that mode in one season as that character is good enough hook to get me in. But I guess now that I speak it through, it makes sense how it's like, okay, expansion of universes is one thing and just like spreading his wealth of making these anti-heroes with traditionally hero actors. But I just go like, yeah, because Yellowstone has become the evidence that, look, you got to pay off the story at some point because these complex characters are actually bad people. They need to pay the price. And Yellowstone is not paying the price because they're making too much money. And Tulsa King is going to have a second season. But I'm sure when it gets to third season and all, I'm like, all right, when is this guy going to get to come up? And Sly has been a bad guy for over a year now, you know? Mary Kingstown had two seasons. It's like, all right, Jeremy Renner going to get the comeuppance, right? I, I don't know, because that's my view of it. Because, like, you got to pay off the story. It's a simple plot, and then it keeps you watching. And then I know this Vulture article was specific towards the movies, which is a little more set, like Sicario, although it had the, it had the sequel after. You know, it just go like, uh, it's, he, he did a good job, but I really think it's like a, it's a wrestling structure of like storytelling. It's, it's very simple because, and sometimes I just go like, oh, wrestling is such a lowbrow thing, but like, it's a simple storytelling. You have a hero, you have a villain, and then you see how the hero overcomes their adversity and the quest to conquer for the ultimate prize, whether that's a revenge or the championship title, that means more money, but like that, that, but the journey to get you through there with that character arc of it is awfully fascinating. I think Taylor Sheridan has done an incredible job keeping me engaged, but without the help of like getting those uh, high profile actors, it wouldn't have fucking worked. I, I swear to God, every single show's main character is essentially Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And I go, how do you fucking top that? How do you top that? Like the Texas Ranch show. Who's going to play this asshole capitalistic whatever ranch owner in Texas? Because we already got a ranch owner in fucking Montana. Three versions of it through three different generations. Is that going to be Matthew McConaughey? Hey, hey, hey. Are you going to get Woody Harrelson? What is this? Becoming HBO at this point? But like, I think Taylor Sheridan just ripped off the Hollywood Hulk Hogan plot and then just like keep expanding it into different universes and i like how every single one he's just like getting inspired by nature whether it's texas montana some western fictional bumfuck wild side of michigan tulsa oklahoma which also has a lot of indigenous spirit you know in the southwest that's not like the ones over in the res over in the montana and stuff i mean it's touching a lot of sort of sensitive subject, but he's really dipping very little bit, which I find it, uh, you know, satisfy the need a little bit. But the general formula of it, in my view, you need to give a clear ending. Yellowstone is having that issue, and then it just go like, all right, now you're in the money trouble. I was like, all right, who's going to pay fucking Kevin Costner? I was like, I'm sure he goes like, I want $20 million, you know, for getting 10 million viewers every fucking week. Hey, Hulk Hogan did that shit. I would too, like I said, you know? I don't knock the man. But like, all right, now you need to write off the John Dutton. I think they should end the Yellowstone. I'm sorry for the rest of the characters on there, whether it's like, uh, you know, Kelly Riley's character with Beth. I don't know why Beth is such a fucking character that people push for, but I'm not going to talk about that in this episode. Just I want to stick to the Taylor Sheridan writing and his universe of the stories. 
I really think he should thank Hulk Hogan and WCW and Japanese wrestling for inspiring that simple plot with some so-called complex characters that are really anti-heroes. I just go, even Sicario, if you go back and watch that movie with Emily Blunt's character, uh, that, uh, what's his face? You know, and then I just go like, are they really good people? Even though they're on the right side of history or whatever, I just go Josh Brolin and all these guys. I go, I don't know. They're they're all a bunch of assholes, but it's like simple plot. It's like, oh, we beat bad people. Bad people, uh, with respect to your main character's view. Although we don't tell you where these main characters come from, which Taylor Sheridan said in his things. Like, we don't tell you why they're robbing the fucking store, right? Anyways, think about it. I I really think it's like watching those. Sheridan shows, whether it's Paramount Plus, because Paramount Plus needs a fucking content, Yellowstone and all that shit. Uh, it's just, it, to me, it's like watching wrestling. But I just go, at some point, you got to pin this character. <laughs> this character cannot be pinning everybody all over, which is a problem WCW ran into. It's like Hulk, Hollywood Hogan was just beating everybody. And then I just go, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. The irony of this is like, you turned into this anti-hero because you're being a hero to fucking long for over 10 years 15 years and then now you're like you just don't want to come off the top how do you progress the rest of the plot and the rest of the universe you can't that's why wcw died i hope taylor sheridan doesn't run into this issue but i'm sure it's like instead of like just jumping between like other series and i'm like who are you gonna get robert downey jr oh there was an iron man now he's gonna be an anti-hero or you're going to get, like, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey if it doesn't go with the Yellowstone. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll get him as, like, the some other John Dutton. another Dutton character. And I'm like, okay, at some point, that is going to run out of your juice, too. But I understand from the capitalistic standpoint, he's milking it as much as he could. And I, I want to say Taylor Sheridan should come out and say, oh, thank you, brother, to Hulk, you know? Despite the racism that he presents. Anyways, is my analysis way off on this? Am I overthinking it? Or am I just repeating the point that other people might have said? You know, I'll link to the two articles uh, about the Taylor Sheridan situation, you know, with the universes and everything. I'm watching them, but I go, at some point, you got to pay it off. That's my fucking state right now. It was mid-April 2023. Have a great rest of the week. We'll check back when we come back from the Jamaica next week and uh, maybe we'll talk about that anyways have a great rest of the week and then uh peace out